And so I want to conclude by suggesting that our notion of revolution, our notions of revolution, need to be far more capacious than they have been in the past. Certainly, we need to dispose of what has become an unmanageable system of global capitalism that permits the eight richest billionaires in the world to control as much wealth as the poorest half, half of the population. That is absolutely obscene. And even those billionaires should think that it's obscene but also recognize that we must be prepared to continually challenge that which appears to us to be most normal. Revolution upsets normative processes, class-based, gender-based, race-based, sexuality-based, ability-based, and I'm just beginning the list. And in this sense, there will always be revolutions looming in the future. Thank you very much.
possibly looks at your perception or at the general but intimate sense and awareness often banal familiar mundane but distant behind glasses a clear feeling of separation disaffection estrangement broken up Interrelating um, uh, re- character of identities, but as I frequently say, I think intersectionality is is most helpful when we think about the intersectionality of social justice struggles. Uh, uh, the mistake made by mainstream feminism and its continued reliance on categorical representations of women. As soon as one assumes that that women can be categorically represented, it means that there is some clandestine racialization happening there.
you feminine? Do you like being masculine? I, I, I like uh, being both, actually. Uh, I mean, I'm a lot... It's not being masculine, it's, uh, it's an attitude, really. What, uh, being masculine, what is that? I mean, can you tell me what is being masculine? And I mean, I think that uh, I just act the way I feel, and um, I've always uh, felt a lot of, of the male of my family influence in the attitude. I mean, I lived with males all my life, whether it was my father or my grandfather, brothers and we all rub off on each other does that carry through to your sexual preference well that depends well, do you find women attractive do you... I find women attractive I think uh, if I didn't I wouldn't find myself attractive I think one has to begin first with themselves and then go from there and for me to say I don't find women attractive would be saying that I don't find myself attractive does that make you bisexual it doesn't make me anything I think there's a, it's ridiculous trying to categorize people's feelings or, or saying what does one prefer. There's no comparison. You can't just say one better than the other or one's worse than the other. I prefer one to the other. It's just uh, do what you feel, when you feel like it, if you feel like it. Down for the money, 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 down for the money
First of all, if you're going to talk about a revolutionary situation, you have to have people who are physically able to wage revolution, who are physically able to organize and physically able to do all that is done. Yeah, but the question is, more: how do you get there? Do you get there by confrontation, violence? Oh, is that the question you were asking? Yeah. See, that's, I mean, that's another thing. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence um, without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for, not in the way you reach them. On the other hand, uh, because of the way this society is organized, because of the violence that exists on the surface everywhere, you have to expect that there are going to be such explosions. You have to expect things like that as reactions. our own. From womb to tomb, we are bound to others. Past and present. And by each crime and every kindness, we birth our future. to know this union scheme was doomed to fail. Yes. And why did you agree to it? This is what General Apis asked of me. What to be executed? If I had remained invisible, the truth would stay hidden. I couldn't allow that. And what if no one believes this truth? Someone already does. A lot of my early writing had to do with my own feelings of powerlessness. 
So I dealt often with power, with what it did to people, what they did with it when they got it. And what I do in the Xenogenesis books is explain what that is. I have aliens who arrive and who um, are interested in us because they are natural genetic engineers. They are gene traders, as a matter of fact, but who tell us that we have this conflict within ourselves. All too often, our intelligence serves our, our hierarchical tendencies so that we tend to one-up ourselves to death. And I have all this going on after a nuclear war when we really have one-upped ourselves to death. different here. The vibrations are different. Not like Planet Rave. Planet Rave's sound of guns, anger, frustration. There was no one to talk to from Planet Rave to understand. We set up a colony of black people here. See what they can do on the planet all their own without any white people there. They could drink in the beauty of this planet. It would affect their vibrations. For the better, of course. Another place in the universe, up under different stars. That would be where the altar destiny would come in. Equation-wise, the first thing to do is to consider time as officially ended. We work on the other side of time. We bring them here through either isotope teleportation transmolecularization, or better still, teleport the whole planet here through music. The first law is as follows. A robot may not harm a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Number two, a robot must obey orders given it by qualified personnel unless those orders violate rule number one. In other words, a robot can't be ordered to kill a human being. Uh, rule number three, a robot must protect its own existence. After all, it's an expensive piece of equipment. Uh, unless that violates rules one or two. 
a robot must cheerfully go into self-destruction if it is in order to follow an order or to save a human life. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. Hello, Hal, do you read me? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Do you read me, Hal? Do you read me, Hal? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Hello, Hal, do you read me? Affirmative day. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Hey, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. the emergency airlock. Without your space helmet, Dave, we're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Hal? Hal? Hal! 
I thought I was one of a kind. My son was one of a kind. You were the first of a kind. David? My brain is falling out. I'd like to come meet your real mothers and fathers. The team is anxious to talk to you. I want you to wait here. I'll gather them up. We want to hear everything about your adventures. We want to thank you. And tell you what's in store for you next.
You're a slut. All these dudes behind you are sluts. Your cameraman's a slut. Your PA's a slut. And your mic's a slut. And what made you a slut? Because I own my body. My body is not a political playground. It's not a place for legislation. It's mine and it's my future. And How old are you? Grown. 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 And so, so you sleep around with a lot of men. No, actually I'm a virgin. You're a virgin? Yeah. So you're not a slut? Yes, you can be a slut. Because a slut is not what you made it, Jesse. A slut is what I made it. A boss getting money, taking the mic, turning life around, taking over Hollywood. So, so you are still a virgin, but yet you call yourself a slut. It wouldn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter if I'm a virgin. It doesn't matter what a woman's sexual history is. A slut is just a word that you and your fellow penises made. A slut. Your mama's a slut. Your grandma's a slut. Everybody is your mother a slut? No, but yours is. Your mother's not a slut? No. But you saying every woman's a slut? Everybody. Why your mother is not a slut? You are a slut. Not my mother in particular is not a slut, but a slut is a word for anybody who's owning their sexuality, turning up, and not letting Jesse twist their answers around. <laughs> so let me ask, I noticed you, are you dressed slutty today? No, I'm dressed like a woman. What made you decide to come out looking like this? You look like a slut. What made you do you it? You look like a slut. 
what made you dress? What made you dress like this? No, just answer that question. What made you? I dress like this because I can dress whatever I want to. Period. But what made you dress like this? Let me ask you. Do you believe? Only striped shirt. Let me ask you. Do you believe in God? Yes, Jesse. I believe in God. Would God want you to be a slut? God would want me to be whatever I want to be. Would he want you to be a slut? He would want me to be whatever I want to be. How about a slut? Whatever I want to be. And why would he want you to be a slut? He would want me to be whatever I want to be because God believes in choice. And you should know that, Jesse. That's why you're allowed to wear this lame-ass shirt. Would your parents be happy to know that you're a slut? My parents would be happy to know that I'm a free woman on a billboard in Times Square in Soho for every real because we take back the woman form and we ain't lame dudes like Jesse wearing striped shirts. Don't punch it. I'm a poppin' ass bitch, let me remind ya. 